This is the last skeleton of Kadavra, and you're listening to her podcast. I don't know what her means. What does her mean? It doesn't make any sense to me. Huh? Hey, I just said her. Mike, check a one, two. Check, check. Uh-huh. I probably still have little itty bitty lines. Itty bitty little lines. Yeah. I can never get them big. <laughs> Here we go. I had to scream to get a big one. He did. Oh well. This is Gang Alley Media, where faith, family, and pop culture collide like a bloody train wreck. Hey everybody, we all back. Our podcast. This is Dino. And Michelle. Hope everybody is doing good. Yes. Well, Thanksgiving is coming up. I want to start off that. Um, Can we call it Turkey Day? I, I, I'm only kidding. I'm number one, I'm not a big fan of turkey. I I like my turkey. I I like a little bit of turkey with my cranberry sauce. <laughs> Yeah. I know, you were saying the other day your favorite Thanksgiving was one that we had uh, four years ago. Was it four years ago? Yeah, four wow. years ago. Uh, when I did the stuffed shells. Yeah, we... Yeah. It was Your parents were out of town. Yep. They were at, in Florida. Yes. And we had nobody. It was me, you, the kids. That was it. We did. We watched the parade. Mm-hmm. We had stuffed shells. Then we went to the movies and watched Moana. Yeah. And I made enough stuffed shells that I brought them to work because we had uh, um, the next day. Right. Because people were bringing stuff in the yeah. next day. And that was, you know, modern, you know, within the last hmm. decade or so. My favorite Thanksgiving. Hmm. You know, I mean, of course, when I was younger. <clears throat> well, when you're younger, and you know, has a different. Yeah, I mean, I had my grandma, my my you know parent, and my my mom, my cousins, and all that, my brothers, you know. So, you know, as they grown up with kids, that was my favorite. So good, but yep. So it's coming up. What we're three days now. Yep, two days. Today's Monday, uh, and it's almost over. So we really only have Tuesday and Wednesday. Right. So, but you know, and of course, to get shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know, I have Thursday and Friday off because I work for the government. Yes, and you know, yes. government's work is never done, so <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then we, I mean, we're we've got a pretty decent idea about you know Christmas. With the kids and stuff like that. <laughs> we don't need to do any of that uh, Black Friday. No. Even though a lot of it's online this year and already started like earlier in November. All right. Anyway. So, so we're, I mean, words mean things. Mm-hmm. So there really isn't a Black Friday or even a Cyber Monday anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, 
Yeah. It's going back to what it should have been in the beginning anyway. Just go, right. It's like, yeah, oh, just go here, as you go. here's Thanksgiving, you know, you spend time with the family and everything you're thankful for, but you got to cut out of dinner early to go stand in line at freaking Best Buy. <laughs> well, you know, oh, I'm thank you for, you know, all the provisions and all the good, but I need more. What the, you know. But, I need to go beat some people up so I can have more. Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I mean, just that beginning of Krampus, you know, that Black Friday, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I have news. You I do. Have news. You do. Last week we talked about an audition. Yes. I didn't get anything. The woman in black. Right? I didn't get anything. You ah, yes, yes, you did. Yes, I did. Yay. And little old me, guess what I'm going to be? What? Not the woman in black. No. The woman in black is young and very, very thin, and I'm neither one of those <laughs> <things>. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to be a priest. Because um, <laughs> I fit that. That's typecasting. <laughs> that, that is actually, what, the second time that you've played yeah. a minister? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. No, this was like typecasting if there ever was one. <laughs> Especially since what your lines are. I practically have all my lines memorized already because a good portion of it is from 1 Corinthians 15 about the corruptible putting on incorruption, the moral putting on immortality. And I'm like, hey, I cite this on a daily basis. Yep. <laughs> <coughs> Yep. <laughs> so I'm excited. And what's really cool is the show's going to be, there's going to be four different shows over two weekends. Okay. Yeah. And what they've decided to do, because since it was a really small cast, I mean, the woman in black uh, production does not have, you know, it's got the woman in black, it's got Mr. Kipps, it's got the actor, and then the rest of it's all supposed to be voiceovers, uh, you know, according to the script. Now, the two different weekends, that was... Didn't they do that, the same thing with the ladies' foursome? Wasn't it two weekends? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they're doing it. They're doing that again with this one. Is that the Ritz or yeah, is that the, okay? That I didn't know if it was at the restaurant again. No, no, it's at the Ritz. Okay. So um, because it was such a small cast, and they actually had a lot of people that came out. They, you know, they wanted to try and and uh, do a little bit of uh, switching up. So there's actually another woman who is also cast as the priest. Right. And we're going to split it. So she'll take the one weekend and I'll take the other weekend. Cool. So that'll, I, I thought that that was really cool. And it's really, uh, the woman who got, um, that I'm sharing the role with, we've been friends for, you know, a while. I met her through the theater. Um, she was uh, part of the very first uh, play that I was in. Um, Wonderful, wonderful woman, and um, uh, and I, she she's a music teacher. Yes, she she's a music teacher. She's a performer. She's a very she's got a very big personality. Yes, yes. Um, our kids love her. Yeah, uh, she's um, when my uncle passed away last year, she babysat them so you and I can go to the go to the funeral, and, right. and the kids still ask about her. I mean that's. You know, they really only met her that one time, and they still ask about her periodically if that lets you know the magnetic personality that she has. Right. Once, once people meet her, they don't forget her. Mm -hmm. And if they do, I think there's something wrong with them. <laughs> right. Uh, 
but wonderful lady. And it's actually really cool is because even though we've known each other, we've considered each other friends for these last three years, it's only recently that we've actually um, started to try to get to know each other better. Uh, like on Saturday, we went out and we took a two mile walk mm -hmm. just so just so we could talk and we both really enjoyed that and said that we want to continue doing that so i just i think it was kind of interesting that that same day that we started to build that relationship or to try to build that relationship is the day that we both found out that we're going to share that role so it, it was yeah kind of a, <laughs> yeah it's cool it's kind of like a confirmation thing mm -hmm. for us yep so yep so i will be in the woman in black yeah and I'm looking forward to it. Good. And if you don't mind me saying, because um, I had told you, you know, when you came from that rehearsal, mm -hmm. you thought you did very well. Mm -hmm. And you were, you know, you, you felt confident. You felt like it read well. But then when you saw that she was auditioning too, because of the lack of parts that there were, you... You saw her come in and you're like, oh, because yeah, it was, you got a little discouraged because she because you, you, you knew she was a shoo-in for a part. That's, yeah, that's kind of my mentality only really because I really admire her. Right. I aspire yeah. to be able to do what she does on stage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I see her auditioning for a play that I'm in. And because I tend to be a little bit negative on right. myself, mm -hmm. my first thought is, oh, well, there kind of goes any of Right. <laughs> because now there's that. now I've got a one in three shot of getting a part and a one in four because this one's a shoe in in there. Anyhow. Right. So you're, you know. Right. I mean, and that's the not, parts themselves. And, and right. the, like, I, yeah, it's not. Like I said, it's not a knock on her. She's a great person. She's a, but she's and she's very talented. It's not even a knock on, on the, the on the theater the system. The, it is, you know. She's just really good. If if they didn't pick her, I'd be sitting. You you that. sit there going, <laughs> is this really a you know group that I would want to be a part of? Because they obviously can't. They don't have discernment. <laughs> but I think it's what I found cool was this was a person that led you to kind of get a little bit discouraged because she was, you know, oh, well, she's going to get a role, so that's one less for me. Yet you and her are sharing the role together. Yeah, is... So <laughs> I, I thought that was really cool. You know, that's really what I was getting at. Right. And I'm sorry that I kept interrupting you with that, but. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but yeah, so awesome. That, that is good. Yeah, no, I'm just happy. that made my Saturday because my Saturday before that was yeah pretty crappy. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> not to go Sorry. too. It's okay not to go too far into it, but um, I had an inst instant instance this yeah. this week where. Um, I am an emotional person. I tend to wear my heart in my sleeves. When, and when something upsets me, I can't hide it. I know my face shows it. I know, you know, my, my whole demeanor shows it. Right. It, it's just, it's the way I am. It's the way I've always been. Right. I, you're, you're a great poker player and you have a great poker face. 
when you have cards in front of you. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, you emote. Yeah, everybody knows how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's really no question there. Um, and I know because I know this about myself, and I know that I can be really emotional when something upsets me. Sometimes I can maybe tend to even get overly upset. And I know this about myself, you know, because I've lived with myself for 46 years now. (laughs) So what I try and do is when I feel like I might be getting to that point, I kind of retreat a little bit. I, I take a step back. I try to calm my own emotions, cool my jets, cool myself down. And I use that time as well to try and say, okay, well, this is how I feel, but how might this other person see it? Right. You process the situation. Right. Right. And I'd li- I like to do that. And then I'd like to, you know, come back to them later. Mm-hmm. And then we can discuss it. Right. Because usually by then, and it's something that we've kind of done in our marriage too, where, you know, I really haven't had to do it in a while, but when we've got mad at each other and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go with- Excuse me. I'm going to go into this room for five minutes. You go into this room for five minutes. Right. Try and think of it from the other person's perspective. And nine times out of ten, when we get back together, you're apologizing to me and I'm apologizing to you. Right. Because we see each other's side of it. Yeah. So, you know, that's just, that's how I work. Mm -hmm. And this is something that had happened on Friday. And I was trying to process how I felt about it. I did um, talk to one person other than you that I knew I could trust to kind of get their perspective of it as well. But yeah, I stepped back. Um, There was a group of people that are involved in this too that I stepped back from all of them and didn't talk to any of them while I was trying to process. Right. Well, when I did reach out the next day, I'm not going to go into all details, but when I did reach out the next day, basically at the end of the conversation or texting, because that's how it was done, I was told that my behavior on Friday was that of acting like a toddler. Right. Um, which, again, I I don't believe so. I mean, a toddler is going to sit down on the ground and start kicking, kicking and, and screaming and, and wailing. Right. You know, yes, my face may have emoted my emotion, but I didn't. Right. And when I felt like I was getting overly mm-hmm. um, physically or visibly upset, that's when I stepped even further away and went outside. Right. So I could calm down again. Right. But apparently that is acting like a toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shortly. Okay. Okay. And if it had stopped there, I, I may have different feelings right now than what I have. Um, but apparently, um, the other side of it, I guess, because, you know, I've been going through some stressors lately and things like that. And there was one week where at this particular event, I I said that I couldn't help. Um, other than that, I was always there and present and did what I was supposed to do. But there was one week where I said, I I, I need to step back. I'm crying at the drop of a hat Mm -hmm. and I, I just don't need to be present with this thing at this time but apparently i'm now being told that i did that every single week and that i am mentally and emotionally challenged yeah wow and that for me was a tipping point Mm -hmm. when that was said um 
even if my behavior on Friday was inappropriate, which again, I don't think it was, but even if it were, and looking at it from their perspective, let's say that's how they perceived it. Okay. It was perceived as being bad. Okay. Uh, I can accept that because people perceive things differently. That's, that's how it was perceived. Okay. It still didn't warrant the reaction. That label. Yeah. It's still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that means something. Mentally and emotionally challenged. Yeah. In quotes. Yes. Means something. Yes. So, um, but this I'm actually going to consider a win for myself. Okay. Because, like I said, Saturday was hard. Then when I got the news I was in the play, that lifted me up a little bit. Sunday became hard again because I started, I do what I always do, and I started internalizing the entire situation. And by Sunday night, I had fully convinced myself that everything was my fault, um, that I was this horribly messed up, Mm -hmm. you know, person. I deserved everything that was said to me and about me. And, you know, even though I, I guess I knew deep down it wasn't true, but I've just always, you know, I've always brought it and internalized it that way. So Sunday Sunday night, I spent about an hour crying Mm -hmm. and just, you know, wound up going to bed. I woke up this morning and I felt completely different. Uh Like a 180. And it was like, you know what? No. No. I'm not going to take on all that responsibility. Right. Because even, like I said just before, even if it was perceived that way. I still didn't deserve what was given to me. Right. Um, there was talk about uh, me and her getting together and talking face to face to work through it. Yeah. I don't need that. No. Nope. I don't. Nope. Um, I mean, there was even supposed to be a mediator. And, you know, then there was talks about it being just her and I. And I'm actually to the point where, no, I'm at peace mm-hmm. um, with the entire situation. Right. I forgive her for what was, what was said. Um, I hope. You know, she can forgive whatever she feels she needs to from me. But I don't need that face. Yeah, but if not, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I I don't. You did it it on your part. So Yeah, Yeah. I don't need that face-to-face. I'm okay. I'm at peace. And I can walk away uh, from this entire situation. But in that, I've actually gained a confidence about myself that I don't think I've ever felt. Hmm. And I was talking with the girls today, and even they said that they recognized it. Huh. <laughs> you know? Right. Because being a person who shows my emotions, unfortunately, my kids see a lot of those emotions. I'm not the mom that goes into the room and, and starts crying so the kids can't hear. And, right. You know? Wipes the tears, puts on powder, and comes out. Right. Yeah, that's not me, never has been, and never will be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be, right. I'm not going to be made to feel ashamed. Right. And that's what I felt was happening was I, I was because uh, it was said, you know, we all have problems. You just need to check it at the door. And I did for the most part right. you know, when it came when it was time for me to do what I needed to do. Right. I I stepped. I was there and I did it mm-hmm. all but one week. Right. 
You know, so for the most part, I did that. And yeah, I get that everybody has problems, but just because you have problems too, doesn't mean that I need to curb how I react to mine. Right. And there's also something, you know, with, you know, there's a difference between compartmentalizing something and squashing it down. Mm -hmm. If I've got problems, at home or problems out wherever but i go to work i have to compartmentalize it mm-hmm. because it has nothing to do with work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's compartmentalizing that is healthy that is good however if i've got all these problems at work and i come home I can't necessarily compartmentalize them because I'm that Dino here, too. And if I don't deal with them, I'm going to take it out here. And you can't compartmentalize it because work is such a big part of who you are. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, So, yeah, you have to deal with that situation or else it's going to eat you up. And so if you're upset with something at co-op, that's not something you can compartmentalize because you're there. Mm-hmm. You have to work through it. Mm-hmm. So to just put it aside is denying it and shove it, you know, right. sweeping it under the rug. Right. Now, I mean, granted, the one week where I couldn't do what I needed to do and and... You know, I, I told them that where tears were just coming and I couldn't stop. That didn't have to do with co-op. Right. But it was what it was at the moment. I, my emotions were overwhelming me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and at that point, I couldn't compartmentalize it. Right. And, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I can't change that, you know. Right. But, Every other week I was able to do it that particular day, you know, and I forget everything that was going on, but that particular day I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was trying to do the best that I could under the circumstances. But, yeah, when, once I'm being told that I'm mentally challenged and emotionally challenged, that that is a line that was crossed and I will not. Yeah. I'm not going to take that laying down. I'm not, you right. know, I used to, I guess, put two phrases, either taking my lumps mm-hmm. um, or I would just eat the shit sandwich. <laughs> right. Yep. And no, no. <laughs> not this time. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, we will be um, stepping out of that co-op yeah. and not, not returning. And I don't feel bad about it. No. You know, it's a decision that, that I needed to make for me and for my own right. um, mental and, and emotional health. Right. And that's the thing. You have to trust who you're putting, you know, as homeschooling parents, you're the number one educator. Mm-hmm. But you have to also trust those who you're, you're partnering up. It's cooperative. Right. You're yeah, trusting it's, it's each other. Full meaning. Right. <laughs> it's not. You're the principal, and you get to talk down to me like I'm a peon. Right. <laughs> you know? So, right. Yep. Yep. 
So revealed well, a little bit more of the situation than I wanted to, but, yeah, but not nearly as much as we could have. So <laughs> we're okay with that. Um, so wait. anyway, get ready to hear me roar because I'm tired of right. cowering down. Yeah, you'll hear me roar. Roar. Speaking of roaring, commercial break. Looking for a new podcast? Check out the Infectious Groove podcast. My name is Russ, and I host the show along with Michelle and Kyle. Every Monday, the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jams, so you'll always have new music to check out. The Infectious Groove podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. Hey everyone, I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and we do a podcast about life, love, and hot topics. We're family friendly. Yeah, well, mostly. And you can catch us every week. So subscribe to the Chris and Christine show on your favorite streaming service. And buckle up, Buttercup, because you're in for some fun. Some fun? Oh, yeah. That sounds fantastic. In a world filled with movie podcasts, Colson and Brad bring you a movie podcast? If you love top ten lists, news, and reviews, then Watchers Podcast is the show for you. Available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sorry, that was a horrible segue into a commercial break, but I need to find one because we wow. do have great ads. What? Just because I felt like listening to it. What? Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> But then I went from that into um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm -hmm. um, Guns N' Roses, and then Anthrax. So it was... What Anthrax? Huh? Which Anthrax? Um, time. Ah! Time, time, ticking in my head. <laughs> it, was going, it was going between Time and I'm in 91. Oh, okay. I said my fingers kept going back. Which one do I want? Which one do I want? <laughs> and I settled on time just because I. I actually played Killian uh, Chromatic Death the mm -hmm. other day. And he, he dug that one. Mm -hmm. And then I played him some Mr. Bungle, which. Questionable parenting right there. But <laughs> I picked the two that were moderate in content. So. <laughs> Well, it was interesting because I had two people that came in the bar when um, I think time was ending. Uh -huh. And, or no, um, Welcome to the Jungle was ending oh, okay. when they came in. And they just kind of looked at me because they had been out in the smokehouse. And, you know, what my customers know of me is, you know, I put a moderate amount of makeup on. I usually have jeans on with sneakers and some kind of flowery shirt. Right. You know, so <laughs> just You're nice, sweet Michelle. Yeah. Let alone the conservative side. <laughs> right. So then when they hear me listening to like Welcome to the Jungle and <laughs> Oh wait, no, I think it 
I think I also did Sweet Child of Mine. Okay. Too. So, you know, and I got to talking to them about my very first concert was the Moody Blues. But my very first concert that I chose to go to was, excuse me, Guns mm-hmm. and Roses and Motley Crue. Right. You know, so I said, yeah, I said, and I liked all these different bands and I'm listing them off and they're looking at me. I'm like, I know. I get told all the time I don't look like that. <laughs> I said, but I am a child of, 80, of the 80s. Yeah. Rock, heavy metal, and I told him how back then I actually had my head, you know, from, uh, all I basically had was the mohawk. Right, yeah, your temples. Right, and everything else was down to the skin, Mm -hmm. and, but when my, I have such full hair that when the mohawk was down, you, you couldn't tell that there was no hair underneath. Yeah. It looked like I had a full head of hair. My hair was long, it went almost to my butt right you know so it was you would never know but then i would take my times and i would put it in a french hey you can put do it in it, a french right i probably could let's do it <laughs> well let, let's wait till it starts getting warmer yeah it's too cold right now yeah but yeah so i mean they're kind of looking at me i'm like what mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't know this side of me did you <laughs> <laughs> yep but then I also listen to JoJo Siwa, so I don't know. Well, could you're a parent. <laughs> well, well, hey, how come you get 21 pilots off of the boy and I get JoJo Siwa from the girls? Where is the justice in that? Yeah, but we both got uh, Imagination Movers off of the boy. I guess so. So Actually, we didn't even get that off of the boy. We, the boy got it off We of the Yeah. We introduced him to that when he was a little. So, yeah. We got to call Scott and see if he'll come back on. Yes, we do. But, um, so anyway. All that to say. Yeah, all that to say. What, uh, oh man. Like people really care about this. They do. You guys do. I know you do. Yeah. But, so, I've been watching... We'll jump to that. Um, what I, oh, oh, I I almost forgot. And I and you wish you did. And I wish I did. <laughs> Holy crap! Watched uh, Blumhouse's uh, Black Christmas. I was here with you, and I was purposefully ignoring and, it. Oh gosh! Well, I needed you. I need you here, and I should have prefaced that. I need you to watch this with me because I need to. I need you to validate my uh, voice in this. That way, I do not come across as mansplaining. Because I was not the target audience for this movie. And I was told it from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. We don't like you. Mm -hmm. You are a white male. And we don't like you. You are bad. That is the movie. I don't disagree with you. About about that, 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 what I that, am or what the movie is? What the movie tells no. you you are. Oh my gosh. That, that's 100% accurate. That is what the movie tells right. men they are. Now, I, tr- I, I am a huge fan of Bob Clark's Black Christmas. I've loved it since I was 
a kid in high school. I rented it on uh, VHS with my friend Giovanni at his house during a sleepover. It scared the crap out of us. Um, I've loved it all those years. The first remake that came out in 07, the beginning of 07, you and I saw in the movie theater in Tennessee. And I, it wasn't great, but for a slasher, for a, you know, early aughts, well, I guess that would be mid-late aughts, slasher it was good it was all right it was entertaining i left it not hating it it made me appreciate the original one more um so i wasn't against a remake of black christmas so they came out i saw a preview and i said this seems nothing like what the original one was and it was pretty obvious that it was a title grab. Mm -hmm. It was, it, I mean, that, plain and simple. Oh, this is a remake. No, it's not. It is not. I'm not even gonna pretend to, you know, oh, spoiler warning, whatever, because I, I don't care. <laughs> and Blumhouse gets mad at me for it. Oh, well. You've either seen it already, or you haven't. And if you haven't, you probably won't. But then I'm caught with, do I want to talk about it that much? Do I want to waste the energy really talking about it that much? I mean, I think you've really said what needed to be said about it. Because, I mean, there was nothing cinematically great about it. No. There was one scene... In it, that I looked at even before they did it, before the the scene played out, I looked at the framing of it and I looked and I said, "This is Exorcist Three right here." And sure enough, they ripped it right from Exorcist Three. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yet it was one fourth as scary because. It just, it, there was no blood. Every killing was off camera. It was PG-13. So, but there was, everything was off camera. There was no blood. They tried to put, maybe, it seemed like three or four movies that they were trying to cram together. Um, it, it was a slasher, but then it was supernatural, but then it was, you know, this big social commentary. Which, fine. I I get it. And I don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with social commentary. Oh, yeah. No. And I will admit, mansplaining is a thing. Toxic masculinity? Okay. You can make a case for it. I'm not going to deny that. I, I mean, I know it. Just by seeing how people react to you when you talk about, you know, being, you know, being a, a pastor or a minister or something like that. Uh, yeah, there is toxic masculinity. Look at the way church treats women. A, a lot of them, not all of them, 
but a decent amount. So I'm not saying that those points are not invalid. Not valid, you mean? You're saying I'm not saying that those points aren't valid. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to like triple and quadruple <laughs> negatives. Larry Blameyer would be proud. <laughs> what I'm saying is half of your audience is going to be met. Don't come out the gate with, oh, by the way, you suck and you're horrible. Because then, even the good guys were bad guys. And then it stayed there. It never left that. And it's like... That was the whole... Uh, uh, you know, but yet the movie itself also does its own thing because a lot of the people that were getting killed off, like the girls, were the unattractive girls anyway. So they were kind of objectifying themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> anyhow. So so we watched that. I gave it one and a half stars on Letterboxd. I may have been too generous, but I'll keep it there. Um, yeah, it didn't know where it wanted to go. Um, so, <laughs> that's that. I am almost done with Hand, uh, Hand of God, okay. which I am loving. We'll, we'll talk about that more in Yeah, more when in you... Detail. We wanted, I have to catch up with you, and we want to do a whole episode on yeah. just that. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I've been? I'm gonna have a couple of reviews coming out uh, that I can't say anything about right now, but they will be out within uh, in about a week or so. All right. Some new movies that are coming out. I'm trying to think. It's been a busy yet a slow week. Yeah, it's like I've been. You know. We've watched uh, Kevin Can Wait. Yeah. That's a good show. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I I mean, it's been canceled now. I think it ran a couple of seasons. Three? Three or four or something like that. I'm liking a lot of how he brings the guest people in. Yeah. He had Adam Sandler on one. Ray Romano. Yeah. I am done. Mm-hmm. Because what's funny, I was, you know, with uh, King King of Queens, which I have the whole series. That took place in the same universe as Everybody Loves the Rain. Yes. Because he is at uh, Kevin. No, D- Doug. He was Doug. Either Doug was on Everybody Loves Raymond, or Ray was actually. No, Ray had actually guest starred on okay. King of Queens. And I thought that was cool because uh, King of Queens. No, Everybody Loves Raymond. Took place in Limbrook, Long Island, which was, you know, the town right next to mine on Long Island. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And Kevin Can Wait takes place in Massapequa, which is... And only people from New York can pronounce Massapequa. Right. <laughs> 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 like Patchogue. Yeah, Patchogue. Ronkonkoma. Ronkonkoma. Hopog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What I like, too, is that he is him. Mm-hmm. Kevin James is Kevin James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether he's Doug Heffernan or Kevin uh, Gable. Gable, he he's him. Or the zookeeper. Or... Yeah, you know, he, he is Kevin James being Kevin James. And he has his brother on, you know, 
who he was his cousin in King of Queens, and he's his brother here, mm-hmm. and he's Gary Valentine. But the the girl I don't I forgot her name here is not Leah Remini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's not a character. And I like that dynamic. And I actually like their relationship better than Doug and Carrie. Okay. You're going to disagree with me here? No. Oh, okay. That actress has been on all seasons. Oh, they replace her? With Leah Remini? Do they really? It's the same character? I believe so, yeah. Oh, my. Okay. But I, I, I haven't gotten no. there. I mm-hmm. just I remember I was looking up to see who this who another yes, person was uh-huh. um, on one of the episodes, and when I it was a picture before <laughs> Kevin can wait, and it was Kevin and Leah, and it dawned on me I remember hearing that there was a show where his wife was replaced. With Leah Remini. Oh. So I'm thinking that's what's going to happen on this one. Okay. But I'm not... I'm, I'm thinking this is the show that that happens on, but I'm not 100% sure either. Yeah. And we're watching this on Prime. Because mm-hmm. it's not on CBS. I don't know well, why. Well, I think because it was over so many years ago. Huh. I mean, it just seems like... I don't know. But I'm old, so... And I don't get why... I didn't see it before. It was just something that we just never got around to watching. Some shows just slip through the cracks. Yeah. So, but yeah, we yeah. we enjoyed that. Man, where yeah, Kill, Killian was laughing at the few that he saw. I got a few episodes ahead of you, so you'll have to catch up. With okay. Me. But I was sitting here watching it with Killian, and let me tell you, that was. I'm so glad that. He and I are finding a rhythm yeah. between the two of us. Cool. But we were sitting here watching it, and he would just start chuckling <laughs> some of the things happening. Yeah. So he, he likes it. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're finding, that's the thing, he's 13 now. He's trying to find his way. He's trying to find out who he is. And, and yeah. we're, we're sneaking these moments, you know. You have yours with him. I have mine with him. And, you know, like the other day, you know, he drove home with me. Mm. And we were hanging out. We were listening to music. And, you know, he was playing me, you know, stuff from Doom, which I really liked. I was playing him, like, Alice in Chains and stuff, introducing him. I introduced him to a couple of podcasts. Um... He likes Amish Baby Machine. Uh, he likes Degs. He thinks Degs is funny. So, uh, but yeah, so we're we're finding that thing, and you know, it's just it's a new dynamic, and I'm excited for it. I really, oh, yeah. Am. I mean, and I, I love watching him. He's becoming much more um, intuitive mm-hmm. and sympathetic, and mm-hmm. I know these are the mom aspects <laughs> that moms look for. Right. But um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Very, right. very happy. And I, and I'm liking the fact that, you know, he's got like two girls that think he's cute. <laughs> and he, he's, uh, you know, can argue a point. 
And you know, he's probably listening to us. He's good at wordplay, right and yeah, what are they saying? They like me. They really <laughs> like me. But yeah, that's you know what's going on, and so I just want to uh, tell everybody how thankful we yeah, are. Yeah, I do. Uh, I want to tell people how I want to thank everyone that listens. We've been going for a little over a year with this show, and I thank you guys. You know, you keep giving us encouragement, and everyone that's helped us out with tips and promos and everything else. Namely, I'll, I'll, I'll rattle out a few. I Heart Geek, Pina Comics, So Wizard, Amish Baby Machine, Terran Podnito, um, Family Plots. You know, you guys are awesome. Tennish Podcast, just to name a few. Keith with Say It. We're having a great time with that. Last year, the Rio with Andrew, we are coming out with more stuff. We're brainstorming. We want to bring you something really good. But you guys are awesome. I, I thank you for listening. I thank you for rating and reviewing. Father and Son watch horror movies. How can I forget Pastor Matt and Jackson? These guys are amazing. I love them to death. And anyone who I haven't mentioned, I'm sorry. There's a lot. Shane, uh, Beauregard, Chris Prodell, thank you for helping with the new logo. Justin with uh, Grindhouse Messiah and the Farside Network, you're the one that really helped us kick this thing off uh, with a what over two years ago. So I want to thank you for that. Um, I'm thankful for everybody. And anything else that we got going on? That's it. I believe that's it. All right. We're going to wrap this one up. Guys, have a great Thanksgiving. Be safe. I'm praying for everybody. Uh, Keep your head up. You know, I know that we're starting again with these freaking lockdowns or whatever is going on. Toilet Toilet paper shortage. Really? Come on. Knock it off. Go buy a bidet. (laughs) All right. Guys, we love you. Be these know each other. Peace.